Hey everyone, I'm Stella. And it's me, Melky. And welcome back to another episode of Advice of Our Own, the other AO3, but not actually affiliated with the actual AO3. I really wouldn't want to ever manage AO3. Oh man, that would be like terrifying. Also, honestly, <laughs> if I had to manage like all the fandoms, even the ones that I don't know or care about, I would just like go to sleep. Wake me up when Persona's <laughs> relevant. Uh, when is Persona relevant? Always. In my heart. I see, <laughs> I see. So, this episode we're going to be talking about uh, connecting with your audience, marketing, being an agent for yourself, and what to consider when you're putting your fic out there. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be, I guess, post-production. <laughs> I think I said that last episode uh, at the end, you, but... You probably did. Yeah, well, I'll edit it in post. It's fine. Production. Exactly. <laughs> now, when it comes to fandom, it's mostly up to luck. And, like, who wrecks your stuff, who promotes it, what kind of audience you're writing for, because, of course, Femslash is always less popular than, like everything <laughs> yeah i'm really really sorry about that <clears throat> i am so sorry um i wouldn't say it's uh necessarily luck per se though there's a lot of luck like, that goes into it there's definitely a lot of luck but i mean if there if it's basically luck then what would be the point of this episode well there's also certain steps you can take to actually promote your fic, or make it more likely to be read and maybe reviewed. You want to always remember to consider first impressions. So in this case, we're talking about the reader's perspective, which is different from the beta reader's perspective and different from the writer's perspective. This is talking about title, summary, and specifically on AO3, tags. Now, one major pitfall I see some writers falling into as being a little too down on themselves right off the bat. I mean, it's definitely a problem with the whole artist community, yeah. I think. Yeah, any creative just, endeavor. Just be yeah, just because for some reason it's just looked down upon to be positive about your own stuff. Like, it's seen as arrogant or something, I guess? Yeah, and you don't necessarily have to be positive, but... Going out of your way to be negative about yourself, it's like, do you want someone to read your stuff? Mm, I mean, you could at least be proud of it. Like, I know I'm proud of my stuff nowadays. Mm -hmm. And if, even if you aren't proud of it, if you tell a potential reader right off the bat that the fic they're going to read sucks, then who really wants to read that? You can let the reader come to their own decisions without giving them a bias before they even read a single word of your actual fic. Even if you aren't happy with it, if you don't point out your own flaws, it's generally okay. Because you're always going to be harder on yourself than other people are, generally speaking. Like, on the one hand, uh, I used to do this a lot, and I can understand that mm -hmm. it's sort Yes, I know, I know, shut up. I can understand that it's sort of kind of jokey, but also kind of not, and you're just 
kind of... It's a defense mechanism. Yeah, I guess it's a defense mechanism, but you also have to understand, like, what you're saying about yourself and what that tells, and what that unintentionally tells the people who are reading your summary. Because what it looks like is you're kind of fishing for compliments, like, in the same sense as someone who goes like, Oh, you know, it's not that great, but look, here, I'm going to show you anyways. And then, you know, you're socially ex uh, expected to say, No, it's great. It's an awkward position to be in. Yeah, it is. Um, and not, of and... course, people aren't, like, necessarily trying to put other people in this position. Usually people really do feel that it's not the best. Yeah, but... Whatever your genuine um, feelings are about your own work, you still have an effect on the people around you, and you have to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. In general, if you want your fic to be read, keep the summary about the fic. Keep it professional. If you don't want your fic to be read, you might want to work on it until you're satisfied enough to put it out there. Or you can just keep it forever secret in your safe place. Mm -hmm. Or you can just post it. Post it as it is and let other people d come to their own conclusions. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk about the content of the summary. A lot of people tend to have problems with this, I feel. And it's it definitely depends on writer. But I already mentioned this just... Make it about the fic. People want to know what to expect. They want an elevator pitch. The summary itself doesn't have to be an incredible work of art, because honestly, a lot of people who are looking for fic want to be interested. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why they're looking in the first place. Mm -hmm. And in the end, all readers have their own preferences as well as to what they're looking for. Whether it's like characters or the type of plots that fanfiction usually hits on. Mm -hmm. So the summary is to give that information. Yeah. About what characters if about what characters it focuses on and what tropes you're hitting on. Mm-hmm. And like there's different strategies people use. Like some people just copy and paste uh one paragraph from their fic, and if it's a paragraph that gives a general idea of what to expect, then that's fine. Whatever works. Yeah, and on the plus side, it also gives the reader an idea of your style as well, mm -hmm. which, you know, can intrigue them. Absolutely. Into... Yeah. I personally don't exactly like pasting my own stuff in there just because... I like my words to be in context, and putting it out of context, even for a summary, just does not feel right to me. Mm -hmm. So that's my personal opinion on that, but it still works, I think. I've definitely started reading fic just because the summary had like a really interesting voice that grabbed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My summaries tend to be pretty sparse, like character A does so-and-so. Which, 
doesn't necessarily mean that it's lifeless because whenever I write that, I sometimes add some parentheticals or add a witty observation that adds flavor to the text. For my summaries, specifically for One Piece, I would say because that's the that's the fandom that I write the most for. I do hit on the basic events and premise of the story, but sort of in my own voice. You are the one giving the elevator pitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am. It's sort of the midpoint between pasting an excerpt from your own fic and doing a straightforward summary, mm -hmm. which can be be a kind of a balancing point because my in my case, my voice ends up being pretty irreverent about the summary, which can be funny. Your summaries tend to be like, haha, look at these losers. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it can be funny, and it can draw readers in, but it depends on what the readers think, I guess, or expect, mm -hmm. or something. And I absolutely do think that you have an audience that really appreciates that kind of tone and already knows that they're going to like your content. Yeah, I mean, that's also true. Because definitely with uh, fandoms outside of One Piece, my summaries take on a different tone as well. More professional. Yeah, more professional. I'm selling myself to the people mm -hmm. who don't know me from One Piece. Mm -hmm. Summaries are basically, hey, this is what's in the fic which is why you should read the fic. And it doesn't really take that much to entice someone, honestly. Like, if I read a summary that was character A talks to character B, I would read it if I was interested in character A talking to character B. <laughs> Man, I should put less effort into my summaries. <laughs> Basically, people just want to know what they're getting into, and if they're interested, they'll check it out more often than not. Yeah, and in any case, um, AO3 kind of has a pretty good alternative to summaries for uh, getting certain other information across. Mm -hmm. The tagging system is very nice. There are a way to append the summary. There's, I remember there's been a bit of dispute whether AO3 tags can be conversational, like Tumblr tags, or if they have to be only official tags, but I'm pretty sure there was an official statement that they're cool with all the tags. Yeah, like, they have systems in place, I think, mm -hmm. for this system. <laughs> They're not sorting through uh, each tag by hand in a mine shaft somewhere. Yeah, they're not they're not down there trapped in underground with a gas leak. They're not that went too dark. <laughs> so tags are a good way if you want to get your own voice out there without putting it in the summary. Yeah. I mean, also definitely use, uh, I guess, fandom official tags. Mm -hmm. Because those are definitely going to help people find your fic through searching. Mm -hmm. You have to keep in mind that people use tags to search for the content they want. So, tagging for ships, yeah, you're going to get people who like the ship. 
tagging for certain tropes like fake married, fake dating, um, what other tropes exist? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> Hurt comfort. Well, that's a genre. Come on, fine. How about but that's a good thing. coffee shop AU? Coffee shop AU? I mean, it's good to also tag for genres. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And on that note, it's also kind of disappointing if people are going into a specific ship and it's just a background couple with two lines and not really any relevancy. I'm talking about Femslash. <laughs> <sighs> you're, you're always talking about I'm Femslash. always talking about Femslash. I mean, I would also say that applies to just tagging any character that has a minor appearance in your fic. Mm -hmm. You might want to keep in mind, will someone searching that tag be disappointed? There's other ways to tag for stuff, like ensemble cast, or team blank, or background blank blank blank. You can let people know content without having it appear in the main tag. Wait, I don't actually know if, like, background blank blank shows up in the main tag. I don't think it does. Well, either way, it will still let them know that they're background characters. Yeah. At a glance. Mm-hmm. Of course, tags are also used for content warning, so... Remember. Warn your content. <laughs> hmm. Warn your content for the things that you're about to oh, do to man. it. Something certain fandoms have is also divisions within plots during time skips during other developments during big shakeups for example i'm sorry i have to use this example because it's the example most near and dear to my heart in homestuck there is a certain section of the plot where there's a three-year time skip and the cast is split off into like different places, and part of the cast is stuck on a meteor, hurling through space. So fix that take place on that meteor with that part of the cast during that time skip, people tag it as meteor stuck. Because they're stuck on a meteor. It's true. <laughs> Actually, you know, we said that we would, like, try to stay away from fandom-specific stuff. Oops. Uh, no, I mean, these are examples, examples. That's fine, then. Yeah, it's just like, you're giving an example of something spe specific to a fandom that a writer should use yeah. in order to be, be able to properly tag for their own fandom. It's fine, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So, in summary, tag the content, tag content warnings, tag tropes and genres, stuff that people might be looking for, and if you want, tag your own ramblings. Have a mini-author's note. It's better, in my opinion, to keep the author's note to the author's note, but tags, you can add a little of your own flavor. Yeah, yeah. I like, I sort of like seeing some flavor in the tags, to be honest, just because it gets a... Uh, it also gives an impression of the attitude of the writer. Absolutely. That you that you can't exactly get in the summary. And it's also, like, right there at first glance. So it also helps within uh, have it, helping reader decide. 
There was actually one fic that I read specifically because the tags went first person POV, comma, no wait, come back, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and they did. They knew what they were doing. It was a good fic. That's good. And also, that writer had confidence. I trust that writer. And also knew, like, the audience very well to know what, uh, what the stigma is for first person. We'll talk about perspective and stuff in a later episode. Do I have to? Absolutely. And we have yet to talk about one of the most important parts of a fic, the title. The title. Uh, titles are a difficult art. Sometimes it takes me like two seconds to know what I want to call a fic, and sometimes it takes me like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually. Uh... Sometimes. Yeah, I could never, I could never sit that long on a, on a fic that I finished just no. because of a title. Yeah, usually by then I just give up and pick a random thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, I guess we should give advice about titles that we have, mm -hmm. even though we suffer. <laughs> Sometimes you can just take. A major theme directly from the fic, or even a quote from the fic. Um, there was one fic I was writing that was about uh, talking stuff out and the concept of catharsis. So I just called it catharsis. It's very poetic. <laughs> like, I guess it can also fall into the Disney trap. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to compare this to, like, Disney's naming conventions. I'm, You're good. It's fine. I, we're, we're talking about different titles. We should talk about different stuff. The pros and cons, yeah. for example. Yes. <laughs> the thing about one-word titles is that they tend to... They can be a little stale sometimes. A little stale, and a lot not being able to say much about the fic. Which, uh, granted, is the job of the summary and potentially the tags. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really make the fic too distinct. Unless it's yeah, a very it's a unique word. And then you run the risk of being pretentious. But honestly, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta be pretentious. That's how it is. Zephyr. Zephyr. Is that one of your- oh my- <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, come on, you say a word. Uh, like a pretentious word or a- Yes, regular yes! Regular word. Uh, um, Damocles. <laughs> I really like the sword of Damocles. It's a very interesting concept. Or- Ozymandias. Ozm Oz Oh my god, I keep on mixing up like King Osmandeus and like the plant Osmantheus or however you pronounce <laughs> either of those. So I was uh, like yeah. I was trying to figure out what I was thinking of and I searched King Osmantheus. <laughs> and I got a bunch of tea and I was like, hey, that's not right. Uh those tea are king, Stella. Tea king. King King Tea. tea. But King T, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a title someday. 
I'd rather not. <laughs> so when you're taking a major theme from the fic, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one-word Disney trap. Effervescent. That's a good pretentious word. I love it. <laughs> it can also be something like life and likeness, which is a direct quote from my own fic that I ended up using as a title. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about like a major theme rather than uh, direct quote. So. Yeah. Wait, are we still on the first bullet point? We kind of are. No, because I'm yeah, thinking. Okay. Because like I was thinking of doing a major theme, but at the same time, I thought the one that I was thinking of was more of a summary. Do you have a fic mm. title? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed that hard. Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. You're fine. Okay. Um, like, I do not think I have a one-word fic title. Not necessarily a, a one-word. Themes. Wait a the minute. The theme Wait is themes. The theme is themes. The theme, the theme of the day. The theme... The word of the... <laughs> the word of the day is themes. 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 Alright. Like, the difficulties of innovation. That's a good title. Oh my god. No. And the theme uh, of the fic was the difficulty of innovation. Uh a cer an interesting innovation to be sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I suppose there is also chasing death because I used the phrase chasing death in like the first sentence. And it was also a theme. Yeah, it was a theme. You can also have a title that's uh you can also have a title that's an abstraction of the fic, symbolism, a source of inspiration. Or maybe playing off an idiom that yeah. you know. That's always fun. Um, one of yeah. my fics was Fortune's Wheel, comma, reversed, because I was thinking of tarot cards at the time. Because wow. of Persona. <laughs> but it was very fitting for the fic, because I was doing... A role swap. So in Tarot, the Wheel of Fortune card is about optimism and keeping faith in the universe. It's about possibilities and change, basically. Mm -hmm. But reversed, it's all about a probably negative change. It's all about a lack of control and being kind of helpless and powerless. So that was pretty fitting for... A fic that was kind of morose in tone. As for me, I had, I named the fic... Uh, no, wait. As for me, I chose a title for a fic. Jesus! You can do it. As for me, I have a fic called If It Ain't Broke, which is the first half of If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It. And in it, someone breaks their hand. That's it. Wow. It's very thematically appropriate. It's an abstraction. <laughs> Another strategy is, of course, everyone's favorite, a song title slash poems title slash just the lyric. It's great. I love it. It means you don't really have to worry about the title. You can just focus on the fic and summary and tags and everything else but the title. 
It means that someone else wrote the title for you. Exactly! And since it's fanfiction, who cares? Uh... Well, you still probably have to mention where you get the title from. I mean, yeah. Credit where credit is due. Always remember to credit. I've used, like, songs as both inspirations for fic and also inspirations as titles of fic. There's Harbor by Vienna Tang, a good song. There's Hold It In by Jukebox the Ghost, another good song. I've got nothing. <laughs> Although you always want to think about... If it's a really popular song, there might be other people already using that as a title. Yeah, there's that. Gotta make it distinct. Or if it's a popular song, or if it's like a song that has a certain sort of connotation to it, you might be getting across... I would think that you would get across something that you might not want to get across. <laughs> well, this is just me hypothesizing, though. Mm -hmm. Theorizing. Yeah, I mean, there's the fact that song inspirations might not necessarily follow the flow of the fic, or a song itself might have a line that's good for the fic, but overall the song might be, like, completely different from the fic. There's there's a lot of considerations to take. Homeostasis. Yes? Yes. Don't tell me that you forgot about the pretentious titles. Oh yeah, but we've moved on. No, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna keep thinking of them. Alright. Homeostasis is actually a title I used in a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an sorry, FA, man. Sorry. sorry I love sorry. it. Yeah, I love it too. I love being pretentious. Yeah, pr pretentious is pretty great. <laughs> The last kind of strategy I use for titling fics is to use a humorous summary. I love overly long fic titles. I love goofy fic titles. Combine them. Make something great. I feel like this is my time to shine. <laughs> Absolutely. We have different approaches to humorous titles, I think. Start with yours. Alright. So, this is going back to One Piece, which, as we mentioned before, or as you kind of mentioned before, I probably already have an audience for, and they know what to expect and all that stuff. So, I just do not care anymore. I don't care about titles anymore. I'm just gonna write what it is, and people can figure out if they want to read it or not. That's another great strategy for titles. Just don't care. <laughs> Just don't care. <laughs> Who cares? Actually, please, please, you should probably care because I don't think that this is gonna work out. It's not sustainable, I don't think. <laughs> Although someone did give me a comment once that every time I post a fic, they imagine the title as an It's Always Sunny card, you know? <laughs> That's a good image. Yeah. But anyways, here's an example of one of mine. Uh, about a character who gets enterograde amnesia. I called it basically Memento, probably. It's a good title. Yeah, because you know what Memento is, and it's basically that. <laughs> probably. Probably. My approach to titles, well, humorous summary titles, is to think about it from a character's perspective. I usually use uh, puns or playing on idioms because I love doing that. But there's stuff like fatalistic humor or joke to make post-mortem. 
and it's about dead kids. No, that sounds terrible. Oh, no. It's about (laughs) ghosts. So, of course, fatalistic humor is something... It's a phrase that lots of people know. But in this context, it's a pun. Because they're dead. And just expanding on that pun. Jokes to make post-mortem. From their perspective, they're making those jokes post-mortem. Another title that's basically summarizing from a character's perspective was Human After All, or The Universal Ineptitude That Comes With Sentience. (laughs) It's very much a fic about clumsy human interactions. Clumsy human-slash-alien interactions. So, it fits. I guess on this topic of overly long titles, distrust kind of counts, I guess, but I'm not sure if I should mention that. Mm. Those are chapter titles, though. No, hang on. Distrust? Yeah, distrust. Don't you remember, like, the full title? No. I don't remember either, (laughs) so I have to look it up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, look, I made it into a huge joke. Yeah. No, I think... Now that you're saying, I'm remembering a little more. Hang on. So, I guess, technically this isn't fanfiction, but on the topic of long titles, I do have... Distrust, the story of 15 young students and how they lie and kill each other to death, or are fight for survival in a very unscholarly environment. We gotta stop writing dark stuff, man. I mean, it's basically Danganronpa fanfiction, except it's a just with basically different all original characters. Good times. Distrust. A story of young boys and girls and others who expected to be going to school but instead ended up in a really weird place under control of an evil bear and how they had to lie and kill each other to death because of said evil bear or are fight for survival in an environment that is decidedly not appropriate for learning and is in dire need of adult supervision. That's a really good title. I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank you, I did not use that one. <laughs> Distrust, the story of 15 young girls and boys and others who expected to be going to school but instead ended up in a strangely opulent place under control of an evil bear who claimed to be their headmaster, and how they had to lie and kill each other to death because of said evil bear, or are fight for survival in an environment that is decidedly not conductive to proper education and is in dire need of some adult supervision, like seriously we take anything at this point other than this damn bear, this is all I wish for Christmas, please and thank you Santa Claus. You know what this reminds me of? Homestuck. (laughs) God, you brought it back. I brought it back. back. Moving on. (laughs) So we covered first impressions. We've covered summaries. We've covered tags. We've covered titles. Another thing we want to cover is connecting with your audience. Igneous. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) What would that kind of thing be about? I mean, I guess it could be, like, if there's some lava-related... No, we're not talking about this. I know I brought it up, but I'm ending this. We totally are. No. Connecting with your audience. Obviously, you're not a celebrity or a public figure. Wouldn't that be something? But you do have an audience, which means you have a relationship with them, and it might be helpful to decide how personal you want it to be. Everybody takes one step away from me, and then keep taking those steps. I don't know what you're saying. That's my relationship. Just keep walking backwards. So... I'm joking. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
So some writers don't respond to comments and some writers do. It's good to decide what you're comfortable with. And, well, some people respond to comments because that's what they do. And some people don't respond to comments. There's actually, like, a bunch of reasons for people not to. There's, like, the relationship with the reader aspect. There's also, on AO3, how it basically uh, inflates your own comments. So, like, a fic that has... 20 comments actually has 10 comments and 10 author replies. Or in in the case that you get into a very uh, involved discussion with your reader, maybe even more skewed. Mm-hmm. So, decide what you're comfortable with. You don't have to respond to comments, but also, you can respond to comments. I like responding to comments. Mm-hmm. I generally like saying, hey, thanks, just to acknowledge... Hey, reader, thanks for commenting. Yeah, just personally, it really feels gratifying to hear these comments, and so I just feel like I want to show my appreciation. Mm -hmm. Other than that, there's also author's notes, which can show your personality if you want it to. It might also encourage or discourage comments, depending on what kind of author's note you write. I tend to go to a more personal style when it comes to author's notes, because I like reminding people that I'm a real person. I also like giving an idea of the process, because that's always fun to talk about. Yeah, for me about author's notes, I kind of have the feeling that putting something in right before my story might ruin the tone of it. That's just my fear, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I just like having my story stand alone, mm -hmm. and people read it. And then, you know, my own personality or whatever can come out in the comments that I get. Although I have done author's notes before, uh, just only if I feel like it. <laughs> Sometimes if you want to give more context? Yeah, like about, I don't know, it's weird. Mm -hmm. If anything, I prefer having author's notes at the end rather than the beginning. I like having them both. Yeah, yeah, I know. At the end, um, it's... It feels better to me just because they've read it and they're done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have to worry about the tone or whatever. You don't have to worry about affecting their bias of the fic. I don't have to worry about making a huge fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember, like, the old days? Do you remember, like, the old days of uh, fanfiction where... You'd have these essay-long author's notes. I wrote the essay-long author's notes. Yeah, but then there's also, like, the writer would write this whole script-like thing where they're talking with the characters that they'd write. Uh-huh. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that's the sort of thing that I'm worried about. Ah. Uh... <laughs> well, I think that was a product of that time and atmosphere. That was a product of being in middle school and also a weeaboo. Uh, Transgressive. Please. <laughs> Aside from that, you can also encourage a relationship with readers by linking to a personal blog or a separate writer's blog. And sometimes it feels less high stakes to send a message than it is to leave a comment on a fic proper. I've gotten some nice and on asks dropping in to just say, hey, like your stuff. 
I mean, technically, you could also post your fic on your personal blog as well. Um, I mean, that's also part of marketing. You gotta hype yourself up. Yeah. But we're talking about that yeah. later. Sure, sure, sure. But if you are, like, cultivating this kind of avenue for a relationship, this potential for contact, you gotta remember that your readers are people too. Be personable and polite. And sometimes, even if you kind of feel itching to start stuff, to throw down, here's an idea, don't. And like, what I mean by that is, I know I was complaining in the complaint corner last episode, but if there is a well-meaning comment, even if it's just a key smash, I'm not going to uh, attack anyone for that. It's like, even if there's differing communication styles, I'm not really expecting people to read my mind and to say exactly what I want them to say. And I'm not going to ruin someone else's day for not being able to know exactly what I want in a conversation or in a comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sort of stuff is for a general sort of... I guess, notice, not for attacking a per certain someone. Life advice. Sometimes, just let things go. Sometimes, it's just that they don't know better. Sometimes, it's not worth starting stuff. But, sometimes it is time to start stuff. If someone leaves a keyboard smash comment, I'll go like, Alright, that's okay. But if someone comes into my fic with the bad opinion zone, talking about how they hate all the girl characters, I'm gonna tell them, hey, get out of here. I hate you. Goodbye. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Why did you come here? Right. We don't want you. We don't want this misogynistic stuff. So always kind of recognize, hey, sometimes it's worth bringing stuff up with a commenter, and sometimes... It's not. But when it is worth bringing stuff up, be ready to throw down if you want. Or block them. I or love just... blocking people. God, yeah. I love blocking block... people. Block everybody. I wish AO3 had a block function. We could... We could... Wait, what if... What if you use that, like, thing where you replace words with something else, <laughs> and you use that to replace their username with, like, something stupid? I mean, yeah, but... It doesn't block it them, doesn't but block it's funny. Them. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Well, generally people don't, like, get into an extended argument on fic because people have manners, kind of. No, that's not right. That's not right at all. Generally, fics don't turn into, like, giant debate soapboxes because people who don't like a fic... For example, one of my friends actually got a comment that was like, Why is everyone gay? On her fic that was like, <laughs> exclusively... Well, for one, it's because she wants to write people who are gay. Because she's gay. Dude. Second of all, why did you read a fic where it basically said, Hey y'all, everyone's gay because I'm gay. What do you expect from that fic? So obviously there might be readers that are, like, starting stuff for the sake of starting stuff and are just obnoxious losers with too much time on their hands and who think their opinions are relevant when they're not. And for that, 
you can either go like lol bye and delete their comment, which I personally think is a nice thing to do. Just get out of here. Goodbye. There is no evidence so of your presence because you are completely irrelevant. You're erased from existence. Absolutely. We've written you we've written you out of the fabric of the universe. Mm-hmm. All effect of you on the lives of everybody around you is completely gone. Good day, sir. <laughs> I mean, sometimes... I mean, gay people write fic, too. It's true. It's amazing. Incredible. So for that, you usually want to just, like, either delete it or go, like, lol, cause I want to, and leave it at that. And if they pursue, y you probably should just, like, delete their comments. Another potentially uncomfortable situation is when people start acting a little overly familiar. I mean, this happens in real life too, where like people don't really know boundaries and don't really understand their position in your life as a stranger. And honestly, the best way I've found is to just keep it professional and impersonal and kind of work towards ending the conversation. I can't really say much about this because I don't think I've really ever felt that. Mm. It's kind of... It's a very weird... What's the word? It's a very weird situation, I think, because sometimes someone who acts overly friendly is someone you really click with, and it's like, wow, of course I'm going to respond well. And then sometimes there's someone who acts overly friendly, and it's like, ah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just gonna depend on you, really. Mm -hmm. But just because it depends on you doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Yeah. Recognize your own boundaries. Take steps to keep yourself comfy. And sometimes you just have to go like, hey, thanks, and then just kind of disappear. Or sometimes don't even say thanks. Sometimes you just have to disappear. But if you do get a good comment, and if you do connect with a reader well, tell them you appreciate them. I've made friends with readers because their review style was, like, exactly compatible to me. And we just had a nice chat. Not in the fic, just sort of, like, personal blog ways. And on the subject of personal blogs, this is, like, my style, but I really love sharing the process with my readers. I like sharing outlines and cutscenes and other developments that could have happened but didn't quite work out. I have a friend who says they appreciate it because it makes writing seem less like an inscrutable arcane process and more like something people work at, which I think is good. Because people recognizing the effort writing takes is important to understand how exactly writing happens. And it also lets people know that it's something that's accessible to them. I just do it because I like talking about myself. That's a big part of my thing, too. I love talking yeah. about myself. I love talking about my own process. Yeah, we're here to talk about me. Exactly. And on that note, you you gotta be your own hype man. You gotta. This is a big part of uh marketing. You gotta go like, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. This is my blog. Here is my fic. Read it, yo. I can be your hype man, too. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. And I have a lot of friends who are my hype men, too. But yeah. also, be your own hype man. Exactly. Well, we're going into the personal blog side of things. Kind of. Another thing is, hey, 
peak posting times is sometimes a good thing to keep in mind. I don't really keep it in mind. Neither do I. This is just something to keep in mind, potentially, if you're interested in it. But usually yeah. I range from posting at reasonable hours to posting at four in the morning on a weekday. <laughs> so this is less of an advice and more like, here's a thing that we might do if we were reasonable people. Yeah, that's true. Do as we say, not as we do. Ultimatum. At this point, you're just I saying mean, random words, man. I mean, that's what you've yeah. been doing the entire time, but also, come on. I mean, yes, that's the joke. That's the joke, but come on. When will we be free from it? Fine, How I can break out, like, a bigger word next time. No, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, but... Okay, well, anyways, what are peak okay. posting times? Well, I'm biased because I'm an EST, so... Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not anymore! I'm not anymore. I'm biased because I was an EST, so I used to post basically around, like, 8 o'clock around weekend times. That's, like, when people are posting generally and also when people are looking around for new stuff because that's when people have free time, all that kind of stuff. But also, if it's a slow tag, it doesn't matter. For example, if you're posting into a rare pair tag or a fem slash tag, who cares when you post? You're going to be, like, the top fic for a week. In any case... I tend to finish up my fic and editing at, like, 10 at night, so I think it just works out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to end this episode, and I don't know what episode we're doing next. Uh, well, this is post-production, so we kind of went through, like, the life cycle of the actual fic. Mm-hmm. So I I would think that now it's, like, the life cycle of process of no, that doesn't work. We can just do whatever we want. We can just do whatever point. we want. Okay. Whatever we feel like. I don't know. It's a mystery. It'll be a mystery. We can't do that. We gotta give them a teaser. Uh, let's see. How about prose and dialogue? So both of them together, huh? Well, no, let's just do prose. God. <laughs> well, we can attach dialogue if we have time. I don't think we'll have time. Pros, like, we can do perspective, we can do voice, we can do... Well, that's... Well, I feel like that's then a lot of topics that we have all together. Hmm. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Actually, I do think we can do pros and dialogue at the same time. Yeah. Okay. We'll just have pros uh... and dialogue. End scene. No, I think it's pros... And dialogue. Because prose is a big thing and dialogue is a small thing. Dialogue is a big thing. Dialogue is a big thing, but like what... There's not a lot of big things to say about it. There's a lot of big things to say about dialogue. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> no, not next week, but the week after. We're gonna next. have to cut a lot of that out, man. You just like cutting. You like mm -hmm. cutting too much. I mean, yeah, but also, also, it's unprofessional. We are unprofessional. Yeah, but, like, also we didn't really, like, end the episode. Okay, look, Tumblr, Twitter, advice of our own. <laughs> Gmail, advice of our own. No, it doesn't work. 
Hashtag advice of our own. Oh my god. You know the rest. Uh, this is a mess. Please. And that's the end of the episode. If you could see me right now, I have my head in my hands, my eyes are closed, and I have my soul extending from my body. Oh. Farewell. Astral projection. That's not one word, shoot. I'm gonna stop recording. No! Penultimate!